This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill! Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out! He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott! For the touchdown! No flags! Cowboys lead! Yes, Bryant out of the witness protection program and trying for the end zone! How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas! Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the Cowboys! Cowboy Nation. In the words of our friend Jono, how the hell are you? Welcome to this week's edition of the Cowboys Podcast. With me today, I'm Steve-O, if you don't recognize my voice. Uh, I got Rodney with me today. There is no Jono. He's going to see, what did he say he's going to go see? Uh, the witch doctor, I believe. The witch doctor? <laughs> the proctologist? <laughs> the a- different difference where I come from, but. The ass man, right? That's the, he, the ass man. Well, Jono's getting poked and prodded today. So you're here listening to Steve-O and Rodney. We're going to bring this thing home for the 3-0 and Dallas Cowboys. Our Dallas Cowboys seem to be on a roll. And as usual, we're going to talk about a little recap with the, sh- with, uh, the game from Sunday and then go into a little preview of what we're looking for with the upcoming Saints game, which it sounds like our season's about ready to get- begin. We've had now seven weeks of preseason. We're off to a 3-0 and start. Rodney, what do, you, what do you think? First quarter of the season, you have a chance of coming out 4-0. and I mean, that's exactly what you want to do. You can't now – I mean, you obviously can't control who you've played thus far. The Miami Dolphins are not a good football team, so let's just get that out of the way now. But we took care of what we needed to do. We defended our home turf. We came out a little sluggish, you know, a little bit in the first half, but we, we got it together and, and honestly just ran the ball at will, basically, um, against them. So, um, no, I'm all in all, I'm happy we're 3-0. and A win's a win, no matter how you uh, – you get there so i will take it every time right and the hardest part about doing the show is the fact that you know it's we're in a different market we're up here in the midwest market we're not down there in dallas we don't get you know they're not pumping all this dallas cowboy news to us all the time we got to go out there and research and and look and everything like that but the reason i mention that is i've had a hard boycott on buffalo wild wings right just a hard boycott i got boycott rules so I decided that on Sunday that I was going to go ahead and break the boycott and gone up to B-dubs and watch the game from up there, which is not the most advantageous thing because you don't get the volume. You right. don't, you know, you're stuck watching maybe a little screen here and a big screen where your neck is cricked up. And, you know, so I got in there early trying to make sure we, I could secure a good spot. But I'm going to move B-dubs from the hard boycott list to the soft boycott list. Like. Well, I guess I got to ask, why were they on the boycott list to begin with? I just don't see the the value of the joint. I don't know. I've just never had a great experience up there, like eating. I'm an eater. You know, I mean, I guess finger food-wise, you can go up there and, and pound stuff. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't, you know, there's too much stuff going on, and it's hard. I don't mind NFL Red Zone. 
because they flip you and you think you're watching crap in real time. All the you know, yep. They, yep. They, they, oh, hey, we're going, this just happened in the Rams game or this just happened in the, the Patriots, right? So you get to see it and you're just watching one TV. It, it, there's 19 different, they got some English Premier League thing. The St. Louis Cardinal baseball was up over here. They got whatever the nine different football games going on and, and it's overload. Sensory overload, yeah. It's sensory overload. Um, a lot of people like that. It's not my bag. I have a hard time with it. You know, it's almost – and, Rodney, I know you – I think you've been down to the game down there at AT&T, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's almost like sitting in the 300 section, even like the 200 section, and you're watching the game, and then all of a sudden your head just drifts up to the big screen. Right. It is – it's hard to watch the actual football game at AT&T Stadium. Because that big screen's so clear, it's so vivid. I mean, everything is perfect. And you're like, well, shit, I'm just going to sit here and watch this thing. And, and it's amazing, right? Same thing, Buffalo Wild Wings. Very, very tough. But I'm going to move from hard boycott, soft boycott. So when I'm in a pinch and my Cowboys aren't on up here, and I haven't found a real good streaming. Uh, so if you, if you know something streaming-wise that, that might look good, that comes in high def, you know, it's hard to beat the picture on my uh, Spectrum communication uh, TV there. Right. So it's a good pick. But anyway, not to get keep going on and on about stuff like that, but enjoyed the day, ate some wings, took my son up, who's a Cowboy fan too. Uh, he, he chose the side of the table that got to see, like, the bigger screen TV and – I, you know, so I'm watching whatever it was, a 40-inch, and it wasn't too bad, but no volume to hear. Very, very hard. But like you said, slow start, took care of business, came out, looked pretty good. So let's go ahead and get into this review. Got a couple of stats out here that um, that we've looked up. It was a 31-6 beatdown of the, the Miami Dolphins that obviously are out there tanking uh, on the season. Nah, I won't say obvious, but I mean, the the, the players They're on the good. field. They're not good. They're not good. They the traded p- away a lot of their players, and yeah, it's it's a mix mac, mishmash of players, and they've traded away several good players. I mean, it's they're, yeah, that it's, Mika, they're struggling. That Mika Fitzpatrick they just got rid of. I mean, he had a, he had right. a pretty damn good game up in Pittsburgh, his first right. one. I think he caused a couple of fumbles. So players v- are looking to get out. They're asking to be traded and released and everything. Yeah, it's, right. It's a mess. See, and, and we know we've talked about this several times over the years that with the NFL, it doesn't take long to go from worst to first. This is not a complete – like you know basketball I mean you have to sign these big free agents you know it seems like every team every sport out there now can rebuild rather quickly if they get into a situation where they can get their money right their contracts right and then hit on some draft picks so these guys are asking to get out man I I mean I get it but have a little patience I would not be a bit surprised that you turn around two years from now and you see the, the the Miami Dolphins competing for the NFC or the AFC East title. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things where when you're in the moment, when you're a player, when you you look around the locker room and you see what's going on, you're like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get out of here. You don't see the light at the end of the tunnel when you're staring down. Honestly, like it's a there's a realistic possibility they don't win a game this year, or if they do, it's one or two, right? So when you see that in the moment, you're thinking to yourself, "I don't want to be here. I got to get out of here," because you know that you're 
your window as a football player can be kind of short sometimes. So you want to try to go to a team that's going to compete, win now, make your money. I get all that. But I but I also understand where you're coming from where um, you can make quick turnarounds in the NFL. You know, it may not be next year, maybe not may, you know, maybe the year after or the year after that, like when you've had some draft picks that develop themselves, you've, you know, I don't know why. I mean, Miami seems like it would be a great place to play because of just being in Miami. You're in South Florida. It's a great place to live. You're making money. Like there's a lot of good value in just the city itself. Now, obviously, you got to back that up with the product on the field. But yeah, no, you have a good two good drafts, and you're right back in the thick of things. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up the whole Miami uh, situation with being a destination type, um, want to win area you know like hey i'd love to go play in miami i'd love to go play in arizona you got good weather all year round you you, you could probably move your family there and, and enjoy it and who wants to go to green bay who wants <laughs> to go to minnesota i know minnesota's beautiful during the summer yep but really you want to go to minnesota yeah well it's an indoor stadium now but not now it always has been but anyway yeah the weather there is it's miserable yeah during the winter yeah, yeah new england miserable. you want to be up in new england you like the people from New England? Huh? You like the jackasses up there with right. that twang, whatever they have? I mean, I get it. Dallas, yeah. Houston, San Diego. But come on, man. Miami, you would think that would be a place where people want to go play. I would think it would be a desirable place. Yes. But it's never like that. It's not like that in baseball. It's not like that in basketball. My, uh, you know, hockey, they got everything down there. I, I, I don't I, I don't know what sometimes these players are thinking with things, and we won't even get into the uh, Antonio Brown what he's thinking. But no, let's get back to the game a little bit. Break this down. Off to a slow start. The thing that that stuck out probably for me the most, Rodney, was the fact that it looked like Dak had a lot, a lot of confidence. And confidence is a good thing, and it's a it's a bad thing. It's a double edged sword. Okay. Because it looked like he would get into a situation where he's like, well, I'm going to force the ball yeah. downfield. I know there was one time he threw the ball down in the triple coverage. He did have an interception on the game. Probably should have had two, maybe even three. Um, Easily could have if a bounce goes one way or another. Yeah, sure. Right. But at the, you know, at the end of the day, he's throwing the ball downfield. He's taking chances. And that – is a what we're seeing now where you're you're running for 200 plus yards yeah. ezekiel elliott he had a pedestrian type game from watching him on tv didn't really see anything but then when you look at the numbers yeah, and you look at the numbers yeah. you're like holy crap yeah 125 yards yep well no and that's what i've been imploring for the last two years if you sorry to pat my own back but i've been asking for them to take shots downfield um and even though it you know some of those passes went complete one was picked off it does open up the running game then that's where when we are in control when dallas is when we're in control we're running the ball we're running play action we're taking deep passes you know again um dak threw a completion to three six seven different receivers again like i'd love to see that it's been that way for the first three weeks and i hope and you know the more we build off of that there's just no way and that's without Gallup playing this week mind you and so it's just going to make us that much more difficult to defend especially when we start getting into the middle of the season uh the the, the games are going to get tougher you know Teams are going to have the ability to game plan against us. But then when they have to come and game plan, game plan against us and we can throw the ball to six, seven, eight different people, they can't stop 
all of those people. Someone somewhere is going to have to be open and do their part. So I, that's why I feel extremely confident in um, what we're seeing so far. And I think that is also playing into what you just talked about with Dak's confidence. He knows he's got weapons everywhere right now. Um, and he, frankly, I like it, though. I, I, you know, yeah, he threw the pick. It, didn't, it was a little bit of a slow start. But I'd much rather have him confidence in his teammates and everyone around him than him trying to do it all by himself and not having the confidence of those people around him. And we've talked about this. And like you said, I mean, this is now going on year three, right? You just look at the evolution of the quarterback position and you don't have, um, you know, the Tom Brady's, the the Peyton Manning's that, that are going to be your success stories. We've gotten into this situation where, call it like you see it it's geared towards the NFL rules or geared towards offensive play that all of a sudden we're in a situation where you you know like you got seven good receivers maybe eight good receivers you got a couple of strong running backs which is going to keep da- um Zeke healthy healthy exactly okay keep him and we talked about this last show keep him away from that 325 340 uh touches a year keep him healthy I think they're really looking at a, a a possible deep playoff run and him still being healthy you got a couple of great tight ends that have hands welcome back Jason Witten who's just been simply in fuego we don't need him to be a superstar we just need him to do exactly what he does catch two or three balls get be, be tough in the red zone like don't you're absolutely I mean absolutely. but you have to account for him absolutely he's three catches you for 54 yards no Yep. He had touchdowns in the first and the second game. Could have very easily had one on uh, you know in this game. Made a great third down play where he broke off the route when Dak scrambled out. Little dump over, great catch down the sideline. Unbelievably awesome. All of a sudden, I mean, and and Dak only had two rushes for seven yards. Okay, wait until this guy gets rolling. Yep. You know, and all of a sudden you see you know three or four rushes. And that is now in that thirty or forty yard yep. area. And it's just, and it doesn't. Again, it doesn't have to be much. It's just that third down. You break the defense's back, the defense's back, just a couple times a game. I mean, keep those drives going. That's right. huge. Absolutely. It, and yeah. that's what we've been talking about. And that's what Cowboy Nation has been clamoring for for the longest time now. Yeah. Okay. You literally have all the weapons on the offensive side that you need to go compete against any team out there in the NFL. You have all the weapons. Yes. This Randall Cobb's playing out of his mind. Amari Cooper might be the best value trade we've seen in years, right? So this is – I mean, everything seems to be going right. They're hitting on draft picks. Uh, Tony Power taken last year, right, Um, in in the most recent draft. He's been getting to show his talent. 103 yards. And I thought he had a better game than Zeke. When you watched it. From the yardage standpoint. Yeah. Yep. And then I didn't realize he had so many touches, but he had 13 touches. Absolutely. Well, that, but that's, it's huge. That's going to keep Zeke, Zeke's workload down. It's going to keep him healthy. It's going to keep him fresh for when we are in that last quarter of the season going into the playoffs when the games were really ramped up. No, absolutely. And that's, I just hope that, you know, um, Everyone stays relatively healthy. Obviously, we know that doesn't – that's not the case in the NFL. But what I 
the bigger point is we have enough talent around everywhere that we can sustain if something happens. Obviously, we don't want that to happen. We never want to see that. But, you know, let's, re- let's be honest. It's a reality in the NFL. Things are going to happen. But the good teams that win championships and make deep playoff runs, they have people that – they have multiple people in positions that are talented enough to step up when that happens. So a question for you. Dak goes 19 for 32, 246 yards, two touches, and an INT. Fairly, you know, with with having, what, 20, 30, some odd, let's see, 32, 34 different rushes out there, right? I would, you know, pretty 50-50 to run and pass options right there as far as what the, the play calls were. 19 for 32 isn't all that great as far as in completion percentage. No. That goes back to my first statement. I looked at this, and, and Rodney, I need your opinion on it. You think that they looked at Miami and said, in a crazy world, yes, Miami might beat us. But at this particular point in the season, let's go ahead and try to open up the playbook a little bit more. Let's see. Uh, let's see what this vehicle can do. Let's see what this race car can do. Let's try more passes down the field. Let's try throwing into the coverage. If they get a pick, our defense is going to hold them. They don't have very many weapons on the offensive side. You know, if we turn something over, I think we're still safe to win the game. I, I would like to know if that was part of the coaches out there when they were talking during you know the week as far as leading up to this game, if they actually made a conscious effort to say, hey, we're going to take a couple more chances. We're going to try to do some things that we normally don't do to see what we actually have. I certainly think that was uh, that's a potential for the mindset of the coaches going into that week because, like you said, you know, um, Kellen Moore is new uh, as the offensive coordinator. We're playing against a team. You know, I know that, especially at the professional, even at the collegiate or high school level, you never take your opponent lightly. You just you don't because that's when you do that and you as a team do that that's when something bad is going to happen. So now do coaches generally say to themselves, well, we know this team's not any good. Like we can afford to take chances downfield. Maybe not in that exact mindset, but did they sit down and say to themselves, we have the ability, let's try this this week. Let's take some more chances downfield. Why? Because then that's going to open up Zeke in the backfield and we're going to, you know, soften up the linebackers and the safeties and we'll just run on them for 200 200 plus yards. You know, absolutely. I do think that was – probably a part of their mindset and um you know i'm okay with that even if you know it wasn't as we weren't as successful downfield at the very least now for this upcoming week the saints are going to have to look at that and say well you know what they took some shots downfield we at the very least have to be prepared for that they not may only or may the, not do it but that we have to be prepared for that right not only the saints right anyone but the packers the, the everybody you got to play coming up they're looking at this film i know uh jason garrett just had his um, you know, his little press conference here on a Wednesday and was kind of going through how they look at games. Do they look at, you know, the matchup with New Orleans? Do they look at their last couple of matchups? And he says, yeah, we're always going to do that. But more importantly, we're looking at what New Orleans has done in the last couple of games. So that seems to be, you know, like what we hint on. Here's what's going to happen. You're looking at two or three games now. And this is what the Dallas Cowboys are doing. Now how do the Saints come in to prepare to stop that? And quite honestly, the way he's throwing the ball, if you're the Saints head coach, you go in and you say, we're going to stop Zeke, we're going to stop the run and make him throw, 
or are we going to stop the pass and you know and hopefully our best eight guys can get on their best eight guys and win it yep right no, that's, we, you know that's... our best seven because what you're going to have to have somebody covering if you're going to stop the pass we're a matchup nightmare right now with that amount of weapons and i don't know if um I haven't heard yet this week. How, how, what's Gallup's status? Have they have even made any kind of status update? And not sorry to put you on the spot. I'm just put me on the spot. Regardless of what his status is today, we still have plenty of healthy weapons. So the Saints are sitting sitting around trying to figure out how they're going to game plan. And this is going to be the common theme of this year. <laughs> We're going to repeat this week after week. Who are you going to stop this week, opponent? Whether it's the Saints, the Packers, whoever. What are you going to do? You're going to take Zeke away. You're going to put linebackers in the box. And you're going to try to put eight, nine in the box. Go ahead. Please. That's fine. Please. We have Cooper and Gallup downfield. We have Witten and, uh, Cobb. and Cobb in the middle. We, we have plenty of options. So, Or you're going to say, well, no, we're going to take away the deep ball. We're going to take away the middle of the field. That's fine. We'll just throw. We'll work the ball out in the flat. We'll run the ball. We'll, we're, we can adjust to anything that defenses are going to try to do to us, with the exception of if – they get pressure on Dak immediately. That's really the key, I think. I think it's going to have to be you have to get pressure on Dak immediately. Otherwise, they'll pick you apart. So that goes into flipping from the offense to the defensive side of things. My frustration, I won't even say, I don't even know if you can say frustration, but looking at the last game, the key to the win was the second half getting pressure on the Miami team, on the Miami offense, and getting in their backfield, and a, a hat off to to Robert Quinn, who really kind of you know comes over from, and I won't even say comes over from Miami. I don't, really, you know, I know him from the St. Louis Rams. We've known him as a, I mean, all world, all pro guy with the Rams, and this guy comes in off of suspension and gets out there and he's healthy and he's flying around he's making plays he's he's you know doing everything you need from an energy standpoint out there to cause havoc on the Miami Dolphins and that's really the extra thing that we need from the defensive side of things is if you get pressure and we've talked about this now this is our what our fourth year doing this show mm-hmm. we've we've talked about this yep. if you get pressure on a quarterback Good your defensive backs look really, really good. Good things happen. Yep. Yes, they look really good because we're going to guard somebody for three or four seconds. Yep. Okay, that's not an issue. It's when you got to you know get them for seven or eight. There were times that Dak sat back in that pocket with a three or four person Miami Dolphin rush and just sat there. I mean, I, I saw him doing his taxes at one point. <laughs> all right, reading the newspaper. He had all day. Yeah. So that's the exciting thing is they have a guy like Robert Quinn that can get after him, get upfield, uh, just manhandle a you know a tackle and and just get after it. So excited to see him back. Like I said, I kind of have uh, a little bit of uh, history with him. Love seeing him uh, with the Rams for that many years now as a Cowboy. And he was good. I'm fired up on that one. Yeah, absolutely. He that's there's extreme upside with him. Uh, being on our team and healthy and, and ready to go because, um, again, as we've pointed out for years now, we if we can get pressure on the quarterback – I mean, that, actually, not if we. We have to get pressure on the quarterback. That is a big key component to what our defense is going to have to do because although I like our secondary, our secondary is really good for three or four seconds, and we generally have some big hitters in there. But if we have to cover for five, six, seven, eight seconds, that's when we're going to be exposed. 
Um, I, I've been – I'm kind of with Jono still. I'm still a little bit disappointed in our linebacker play thus far, um, although it did improve against a mediocre team this week. I, we'll see how that you know kind of plays out moving forward. But the key difference between um, the first two weeks and then uh, against the Dolphins is we were getting pressure on the quarterback you know, right away. That makes everyone else on your defense look good because that helps co- – that allows them to stay in coverage or do whatever their assignment is for that particular play for longer. And that it's just going to make everyone look better. Well, like I said, we – you know, if we can continue to get that quick pressure, makes our defensive backs uh, you, you look good. You, all of a sudden, you start getting a tip ball or, or somebody undercutting a route and, and reading these guys' um, these guys' eyes. It'll be really, really helpful for the defensive standpoint. And, and once you get everything rolling that way, it's just going to lead into our offense being that much more potent. Yep. Get these guys off the field. Keep the defense of uh, of the opponent on the field and and be really good. So just to kind of recap, Jalen Smith had a had a really good game. Uh, I think about eight tackles out there. Uh, Awuzie was was busy. The big hit was the one where Jeff Heath basically killed one of the Miami Dolphins. He murdered him, and I'm not sure I. And, and it looked like he was going after the ball. They didn't even throw a flag on it, you know. Um, clean hit, but man, he came out of nowhere and and laid the wood. So, yeah. well, and that's but it, it all feeds off of the pressure of the quarterback. We had eight pass deflections in the game. That tells me that we're getting pressure on the quarterback because that means that's forcing them to make a slightly less accurate pass where we're able to get our hands on the ball, create turnovers. That means we're in the mix. We're right where we need. We're still in coverage. We're right on our men or man that we're covering. So that's huge. So it, again, it all is going to feed off that pressure up front. And that is going to make our secondary that much more uh, dangerous because if we're in the play, we're hitting them. So that means the balls are going to get loose tips. Passes are going to be tipped. That's going to give us the opportunity to try to pick off a pass and you know take it for six whatever you know so um it's very important that we continue to get pressure that's going to open up our linebackers to make tackles it's it's just it really i know i'm beating a dead horse but it's just everyone else is going to feed off of that pressure that we're able to get on the opponent's quarterback i love it i love it so all in all 31-6 Pretty much pure dominance, what we expected to happen. I don't know what we uh, predicted. Peyton Blaylock was on with us uh, last week. You weren't able to make it in, Rodney. Right. Were you getting um, – I was working. Okay, you were working. You were not <laughs> at the doctor. Maybe. Okay. I wasn't at the doctor, no. Okay, so Peyton was on. I think we all gave scores. I'm not sure who won, but I'm going to go say, since he's not here and Jono's not here, that I was probably closest on the score. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure there's any reason to replay been- the tape. We've been we've been supposed to be keeping track of this. For I know years we've now. we've we said do. it every time that we're going to do it. Yeah. Okay. But we never do. So it is what it is. But I think I probably guessed thirty-one-six. Uh, I actually think I guessed twenty-seven thirteen. I thought they'd get a late score Very in there. Generous. Yeah. 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 Um, but all in all, a great win. And now we have to go to the Superdome down in New Orleans and handle business that's correct so short flight that's pretty good news but it's a tough game this week and it's going to be a tough game at home with the Packers the way they're playing right now but do you take any 
I, 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 how do you phrase this? How do you, how do you say, do you, do you look at this and say, well, New Orleans really doesn't count because they don't have Drew Brees? No, I, they it still counts. Teddy Bridgewater, after a week of practice, and instead of just being thrown in the game against the Rams where they looked hapless, they looked pretty good. They went up to Seattle last week and looked pretty good. Now they did have a couple uh, defensive touchdowns, so that score looks a little bit deceiving. However, they definitely moved the ball better. They looked like a more efficient offense. Um, so they're going to be that much further along with a couple weeks now with Teddy. You know, I'm, I think Teddy, I don't know if, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be Tom Brady or Drew Brees. However, I do think he is more than serviceable, um, especially in a, you know, again, an offense that has some solid weapons. So, you know, a couple more weeks of practice for him. No, and you're still going to New Orleans. That's not an easy place to play. That, that crowd is always going to be revved up and ready to go. Um, no, you absolutely, this, there's no, there's no shame in going down there and winning this ball game whatsoever. Not at all. Like that's, it's not a foregone conclusion with or without Drew Brees. So I am, I am not personally taking the saints lightly. Um, I certainly assure you, Sean Payton's not sitting back right now in their locker room thinking like, Oh, woe is me. We have no chance this week. I guarantee you they think they have a chance. So no, we got to go down there and handle it. Well, it's always a tough place to play. Uh, a lot of people consider the the Superdome down there their favorite stadium. It's loud. It, it's it, it's one of those stadiums that that can get after you a little bit, and you have to take the crowd out of the game early. You have to get the ball. You got to march down. You got to score. You got to get a takeaway. You got to get a sack. You got to get something going immediately because a team in that situation that doesn't have their general, that doesn't have their leader on the field with them, that's injured, they're rallying around the backup, the next man up. And the longer you let them stay in the game, I think the worst it plays for any team. So pretty excited to see what happens down there. But let's take a quick little uh, reminder that this is a Cowboy Podcast. Go ahead and follow us on Facebook at Cowboys Podcast, Twitter, Cowboys Podcast. Most of you already do that. If you know a Cowboys fan out there, make sure you show them how to download this. Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, I think those are all the places you can find this. Uh, we try to do it at least weekly. Uh, sometimes as we get later in the season, it might be twice a week. Sometimes we do like a Facebook Live. So get on out there and, and check us out. Give us our you know feedback if you like it, if you don't like it. Yeah, if you don't like it, just don't say anything. How about that? Let's go by Mama's Rules. But if you like it, we like hearing it. Just a couple of guys up here in uh, the middle of America that love the Cowboys. This is a fan show. I say it every week. We're not breaking down X's and O's. We don't have any insider information. We don't talk to anybody. We're up here. We watch the games just like you guys do, just like 99% of Cowboy Nation does. They watch the game. And then they want to talk to somebody about it. So hopefully you're driving in your car. You listen to this podcast. The podcast is what you want to hear when you want to hear it. You hear us say something, you go, God, he's an idiot. Or, man, I was thinking of that while I was watching a game. Hopefully we stir some sort of emotion. We like doing it, um, having a good time. So cowboyspodcast.com. Go ahead and download it and, and follow us along. I think we get uh, quite a few, uh, you know, 3,000, 4,000 downloads a week in episodes. So, it's pretty Love darn it. good. I and then it. with all the, you know, the the interactions out there with Facebook and everything, we get a, you know, a lot of impressions going on. But anyway, back to looking at the upcoming game. Do you get 
concerned at all when things are going good like this on things happenings off the football field you're going to a, a good city like new orleans you're obviously going to get in do you, i mean would it surprise you at all that somebody does something stupid well i mean would it surprise me no i'm not really surprised by much of anything when it comes to that because I'll be honest with you i remember when i was 20 to 25 years old you know, now granted, I wasn't an NFL player making millions of dollars. You should have been, though. I wish. I was if coaches would have put me. <laughs> Damn coaches. If coach would have put me in a second half. No. Co- it was the coach's fault, I know. <laughs> always, always. Um, uh, I, we, we kid. Um, just in case my coaches, <laughs> my former high school coaches are listening. Um, no, it is always a concern. It's a fantastic city. There is always the, but I, I feel, I, I always have that concern every week. They go to major cities every week, whether it's New York or New Orleans or. Seattle or wherever the case may be, there's it's they go to great American cities each week. So it's always a concern. Um, you would have to hope that the leaders, the captains on the team, um, are uh, leading by example when it comes to that. Hey, you know, have your fun, but take care of your business first. Um, I'm never, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm never going to begrudge anyone for wanting to have some fun when it comes to that, when you're that age and um, you have the ability to do so. However, you are there for a reason. Uh, that reason is taking care of business against the Saints. So as long as everyone is taking care of business and not getting, you know, getting crazy and doing stupid stuff, then I'm fine with that. Now, it is always a, to answer your question, it is always a concern. Um, New Orleans is a fantastic city to party. Not that I've ever been there. Yeah, right. and that goes back to like the Miami Dolphins. We talked about their situation. You know, is who's setting that tone in, in a locker room like that when you got a team that, that really doesn't have a 2019 future. So that, I guess that was my real question is, you know, we've heard, we, we've seen this stuff during like Super Bowl weeks in Miami or, or New Orleans that, that, you know, these guys just kind of disappear, go off the rails. No one knows what's happening with them. So, you know, I always want to make sure that, you know, if I'm in that locker room or if I'm the coach, we're keeping these guys busy. The, the speech is, hey, we got to take care of business. And, and the message needs to be put through to everybody that your window in the NFL is, is a short you know, window. Yep. You don't have the duration of a lot of these like Major League Baseball guys or, you know, the, I mean, it could be next week you're gone. I mean, C.J. Anderson, was it C.J. Anderson? Who was it that just got cut? Um, uh, from not from the Cowboys, but he was like doing a promotional was, thing. At, I think it was C.J. Anderson, running back. The one that was with the Rams last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out doing a promotional thing with uh, you know whatever team he's with. He's at a, a hospital. He's getting ready to film a, a public service announcement. He gets a phone call saying, "Oh, by the way, you've been cut." Yeah. So. It, the, the end of the it, the the message is, hey guys, you're three and zero. This is a big game. You got the next big game against the Packers, which I desperately want to win in our place because Aaron Rodgers kills us every time. Let's go take care of business. Let's take our briefcase, our lunch pail, go to work, get it done. This is a business trip. Uh, go to New Orleans during the off season, right? Okay. You, you got plenty of money. You can always go back. There yeah, anytime and, you want. absolutely. So, New Orleans, obviously, no Drew Brees, but you still have Alvin Kamara. Still have weapons. Um, still have weapons out yep. there. Uh, halfway decent defense. Unfortunately, my my fantasy football kickers, Will Lutz, he struggled a little bit last week. Uh, I think he missed a, a point after uh, try. But 
you, they do have some weapons. You're playing in a dome. You're accustomed to that. We got to handle the business. I think when it, what you've already touched on the key thing is, um, you know, getting off to a good start, taking the crowd out of it. How are we going to do that? Well, first of all, in my mind, the best way to keep the crowd out of it is not to turn the ball over. Uh, because when you, especially again in that dome and that atmosphere, you turn the ball over and you give the Saints opportunity to keep that train rolling, keep the momentum rolling. Um, if it's going in the wrong way, that's when things can get out of hand real quick there. Um, and again, they still have enough weapons that they can they can put points on the board real quick, especially if we give them a short field. Um, and we just and I you know I pointed it out against when they were playing Seattle, they had two defensive touchdowns. <clears throat> So, you know, it's those things like that where if you're, you know, you've got to limit your turnovers, keep the chains moving. Even if we don't, it, maybe it doesn't, re, you know, result in points, just stay away from the three and outs um, because that gets the crowd going. You know, it's just it, all of that's going to keep feeding off itself. So, we do, we, you know, we run the ball. We still got plenty of weapons to throw to. Like, I'm not, I'm not, it's not a concern of whether or not we're going to score points. My concern then would be, are we going to do it crisply? Are we going to, uh, you know, avoid the turnovers and just keep the chains moving, take the crowd out of it. The longer our offense is on the field, the more and more demoralized that crowd will get. Well, if you look at Bridgewater last week, not a stellar game, but this is his first start this year. 19 for 27, 177 yards, two touchdowns. Well, and I think I think part of that is they're on the road, so they probably closed off the playbook a little bit. Yep. They were trying to, you know, baby him a little bit. I mean, that's not the right term, but they were trying to, you know, keep keep him away from his turnovers that, that could crop up, and that's not an easy place to go play. Now, this week, though, at home – I would expect them to take some more chances and open up that playbook a little bit, don't you think? Well, you would think so, but obviously their big weapon comes out of the backfield. You know, either rushing the ball with Kamara, which, you know, he's a top five fantasy pick, you know, all over the place this year, so stud. But the big thing, he had nine receptions for 92 yards, right? Yep. I mean, that's where you got to look at. Yeah. He's out a deep of the, play threat, yeah, always. And, and that's where you're – Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith are going to have to recognize this guy coming out of the backfield and see, you know, and really stop him. And I think if you stop him, I'm not sure. I, I'm not a big Bridgewater guy. Okay. I wasn't a huge fan when he is up in uh, Minnesota. Uh, you saw how, you know, how that happened, how that all went down. So shipped out, they, you know, upgraded with cousins and everything like that. But at the end of the day, I don't know, you know, I would be, like I said, a lot more scared if it was Drew Brees. I think oh, sure. definitely has the whole playbook. Yeah, I no think doubt. we're I think we're catching this guy way too early in his return to the starting lineup. I'm not sure he has the skill set to play against the Dallas Cowboys right now. Well, it's it's going to be all about what we already talked about is getting pressure on him. Force him to make mistakes. Force him to have to make quick decisions when he's not ready to, when he hasn't made his progressions. Um, it's going to be a turnover battle. I think whoever wins the turnover battle in this game will win the game. I think, that, honestly, that's the score we would want to look at. How many turnovers did we force or how many did we give up? Yeah, and I, I, I'm going to go opposite. I'm, I'm just saying you got to contain Kamara. Yeah, well, that's there, really it. There's no doubt there. And, you know, he doesn't rush uh, a ton from that angle. Um, you know, he's no Zeke. 
He's not even a, a Pollard right now. Right. But I think that was a, a factor of Seattle saying, hey, we're going to go ahead and stop this guy. But they did not do a good job with him receiving the ball. Nine catches, 92 yards. Yep. What was Seattle doing? What did, they, what did the New Orleans Saints do to be so effective that way? And that's what the coaches have to sit down and look at this from the last couple of weeks and say, this is what we're going to take away. If I'm a coach, I'm taking away Kamara right now. Yep. Make Bridgewater beat you. Yep. And I don't think he can. Well, it's going to be up to uh, if we are going to do that, and I, I'm in a, uh, agreement with you on that, if we're going to try to stack the box or you know spy on Kamara and, and do all those things to, to, to completely try to take him out of the game, that means our back end, our defensive backs are going to have to hold up because I think that means that their counterpunch, the Saints' counterpunch to that is going to be to take – take shots downfield. Um, so our DBs are going to have to be ready. Um, and our DNs are going to have to be up the field making uh, – getting pressure on Bridgewater, again, to try to force mistakes. Force him – don't let him become – the more comfortable he gets, the more dangerous he will become. Yep, get him off the mark, move him around, get some pressure, take away Kamara. Let's get a couple of turnovers, and let's, uh, let's get everybody having another good game. Right? Well, I love it. You got a score for me? I we have the so what's I'm the looking, line? Do we have the line? It's two and a half right now. It open, Cowboys were opened up at three point favorites. It's down to two and a half. The over under is at forty seven. So somebody um, knows something. Well, well, who knows what? Because two and a half seems light to me. Well, I, I agree. So is that Vegas trying to play to the public perception? Um, I don't know because, like I said, it opened up at three and the line went down, meaning they were trying to get more cowboy money on it. That's how I would interpret that. So does that mean the public is – they were the ones that were on New Orleans right away. They're coming off the high of uh, winning in Seattle, which, I, again, that, that score is deceiving. It's deceiving. 14 points came from the defensive side. They gave up 20 in the fourth quarter. Right, exactly. Right. So because if you, you take those two – defensive touchdowns away i mean it's not even it's not even a contest but so um give you a score i i do actually think um this one will be i actually think this will be a little bit close i do actually not the saying the cowboys are only gonna win by a field goal but i'm honestly kind of feeling probably more in the i'm gonna say 24 17 i think it's gonna be tough I think we're going to run the ball a lot. I think that we're that's that's what I think we're going to try to do is just run the ball and keep our offense on the on the field and just wear out their defense so that you know like we just saw with them playing Seattle last week you know to take advantage of them in the fourth quarter. You're going to lay the points, and you're going to take the under. Correct. Hmm. So interesting thing that we, I, I heard a little bit on the radio is it looked like. After like week one, I forget what they said. It was like 48 was the average points per game in the NFL. Yep. And then all of a sudden there were a lot of holding penalties in week two. And it went down to like 38 or yeah. 39. It was goofy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To the point where I think they the NFL put some out there. Okay, hey, we can't be calling all these holding penalties. Right. It's That's it, it's killing the scoring, right? right? Yep. 48's a lot of points, though. Or 47, right? So you got to get 48 to hit it. I think that's a lot of points um, for the Cowboys to put up. I like the I, – I, I think I'm with you. Yeah. I, th I think I like the under. Well, you should probably go away from me. You think? No, I don't know. 
I don't think. <clears throat> no, I want you to be. I want you to think about it how you want to think about it, not what I just said. Oh. I just think it's this is going to be a, a real good road test. I do think we're the better team. I do think we're going to come out on top. I just think that you know um, we're going to have to grind this one out. I'm going 31-13. Oh, I like it. I'm going 31-13, Cowboys. I'm going to keep the under, right? It's going to be close, but I don't see – We pull away late kind we, of thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I think for us a number – for the Cowboys offense, I think a good number is that that 30 mark. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Um, I, I just don't – I don't see them – I don't see their offense as the time that – is the club that has the quick strikes, okay? I, they have two good running backs. They're going to want to control that time of possession, which is something we haven't even talked about. So I don't see them going very high, much higher than 30. So I'm going to go with the 31 there. I like our defense. I like Robert Quinn coming back. I think we get pressure. I think they do something creative to keep Kamara in check. And I, too, think we're going to get a couple of turnovers there. I like it. Okay? Yeah, that's what it's going to take, I think. I really do. I think, it, you know, it's going to, we're going to have to dictate the tempo and, and dictate the atmosphere as much as we can because we just we can't let them linger. We can't let them stay in the game. We have to, we have to be in control um, because you've got to take the crowd out of it. Well, there you have it, folks. That's going to be the uh, – Week uh, three recap, week four preview edition of the Cowboys podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Thanks so much. Uh, we're going to go ahead and cut it off here at about that 45-minute mark, uh, just in case anybody wants to throw any ads in there. I know we got a lot of big sponsors out there. but We're working on that, yeah. Enjoy your drive to work or from work. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Rodney, any last thoughts? I don't, other than, um, you know, let's go, boys. Comments for the good of the order? Anything like that? Uh, I withdraw my statement. Okay. I want to I go ahead and get to Forno. I'm going to head down to AT&T Stadium for the sixth when they like take it. on the Green Bay Packers. You've been and talking beat about that for that, weeks. I know. I know. I'd be pumped, too. I'd be pumped, too. I, I can't wait. So, so, super excited about it. For Steve-O and Rodney. I was going to say, but don't look past the Saints yet this week. I know you're already looking for your trip, but we, as a team, we cannot do that. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – we got the Sunday night game, though, right? That's true. So, we got TV. I'll be home by then. We got parents yep. weekend up where my daughter's going to college. Nice. So, I'll be home in plenty of time um, getting ready for it, man. So, I'll, I'll throw something on the smoker. It'll be a great, great time. I'm coming over. You coming over for it? Yeah, what the hell. All right, let's do it, brother. For Rodney, this is Steve-O signing out. Cowboys podcast. Go boys. Go boys. Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.